Had it front of shot off the post, rebound, score! Paul Connor follows the puck off the iron, puts it into the goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia so on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Wong! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard out at T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... We got a hockey game coming your way tonight as the Carolina Hurricanes roll into T-Mobile to take on the Golden Knights. Uh, first of a extended series of games head-to-head against the other side of the conference divide in the National Hockey League. You've got New Jersey on Friday, Montreal on Sunday, and then Vegas goes out on an extended five-game road trip that will feature four of those five against the Eastern Conference. So they're going to see a lot, or the last of, the opposite side of the National Hockey League over the next stretch, and a lot of good teams beginning with this Carolina Hurricanes club that has uh, rolled to the top of the Metropolitan Division. We've got a lot coming up about this game. Bruce Cassidy's conversation about the Carolina Hurricanes as well. Plus, Megan Bozek, a two-time Olympian with USA Hockey and the National Women's Program, will stop by. She's been part of the Vegas Golden Knights television broadcast on a couple of different occasions. She will join us in Section 114. And the constant developments in the National Hockey League trade deadline week continue Hmm. as there's been more trades today leading up to Friday's noon Pacific deadline, the most significant of which just announced moments ago, and that is Jacob Chikrin, the defenseman with the Arizona Coyotes, who has been asking for a trade going back a year or more, has finally been granted his wish, Mm -hmm. sent to the Ottawa Senators, not the front runner for Chikrin's abilities, Mm -hmm. They're not going to be able to put him unless something drastic happens and an upset and a big run down the stretch to be able to lock up a playoff spot uh, occurs. Uh, this is uh, this is part of the growing of the roster with the Ottawa Senators, uh, a evolution of their organization. Yeah, it's it's a good player going to the Ottawa Senators, and for a team that I think needed to get better defensively, bringing in Jacob Chikrin at his age. His cap hit makes a lot of sense for Ottawa. They're trying to retool their blue line. They're trying to get better in that area, and that's really the the step that they're going to need to take. We've seen Pierre Dorian really try to solidify and, and, and make this team good up front, their forward core. But now it's it's time to pay attention to the defensive side of the puck, and, and I think bringing in Jacob Chikrin does, uh, certainly helps that. Ottawa was mentioned in the mix, but a lot of people were speculating that this is a player that would end up with a – playoff team and have an opportunity to help that organization in the Stanley Cup postseason. That doesn't look like it's going to be the case, but when you look at Ottawa's blue line and the young talent they have now, with Jacob Chickren being added to it, three players are studs with that organization on the back end, if you consider Jacob Chickren part of that status of player. 
that's pretty good. And then you've got all the young talent uh, up front. Now it's part uh, maturing. And uh, next year, next year, this team will be expected to be in the mix for a Stanley Cup playoff spot, not just taking a step and trying to play meaningful games down the stretch. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think you look at the way the Ottawa Senators have been built over the last couple of seasons. Uh, you were hoping that there would be a, more of a push this year. It hasn't really materialized the way that you'd have liked it to if you're Pierre Dorian and an Ottawa Senators fan, but bringing in Jacob Chikrin, trying to solidify the defensive side of the puck, where they'll go with goaltending next season, that that's going to be an interesting one too. But if they're able to find a way to to solidify their, their goaltending as well, then I think that this is a team that can make some noise, and, and they're going to have to because that's the, the, the natural progression of these things. Well, go, go through their blue line right now and what they have to – both defend but also create offense. Uh, Sanderson mm -hmm. uh, on that blue line has had a marvelous rookie season to start, and he is a he is a modern defenseman in every uh, letter of the word. Being able to create the movement with the puck uh, and be able to get back and and stop opportunities going the other way. He is uh, a first round pick and and somebody that. Uh, you can build a team around if you had to do that, which is impressive mm -hmm. in the sense of uh, that you could build the, the team, uh, a team around him. But you've also got other players who are so talented on, on that back end that, that there's a group now instead of just one person, which has been the case before this year. Yeah, Shabbat, Chikrin, and Sanderson. Like Those yeah. are the three that you're – that you're relying upon. Those are the three defensemen that you're going to be able to, to put out in, in a lot of different situations. I think Jacob Chikrin defends really well. He's also able to move the puck. He's also able to chip in in terms of point production. Uh, I think that he's a, a heavy minute pr producer, and, and you know that's what the Ottawa Senators need. He's, he's got a little bit of nastiness to his game, too. I think that that certainly doesn't, uh, doesn't hurt. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, so I, I like the move for the Ottawa Senators. We wondered uh, when they when they you know were making moves last week, freeing up some cap space. What was that going to mean for Ottawa? Uh, well, it meant Jacob Chikrin, and it costs the Ottawa Senators. And here's the big uh, bearing the lead, but uh, holding this back because everybody's wondering what did Arizona finally get for Jacob Chikrin after holding off trading him last year at the deadline not dealing him at the draft, not parting ways with him during the summer or during training camp. Mm -hmm. What was the compensation? Because a lot of people that we talked to had said what the Arizona Coyotes for were asking for was just, just simply too high. Mm -hmm. Ends up being a first and two seconds. <laughs> yep. What The first is going to be a higher first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Looks like it's it's going to be... Uh, in the range of uh, of a top ten pick or just outside, sure, uh, that's pretty good. And then uh, a second next year, and then a second the year after. Uh, so it's uh, spread around a little bit. Is that right around the area that you were thinking they might be able to draw in, or did is it underwhelming? Yeah, it's underwhelming. Like it, a first and two seconds. Yeah, it's underwhelming. I like I I, I get it, but you know when. I feel like there were probably better offers on the table. I, I legitimately believe that there were probably better offers. What makes offers. you say that? I just think when you talk about a an asking price that's way too high, that's too high, this isn't high, in my opinion. A first and two seconds. 
for three three years locked up of Jacob Chikrin at, at four point six million dollars. Yeah, like I I think that you know maybe Tanner Janot and maybe some of the other you know gigantic pieces have, have have skewed my opinion on this, but no, I think this is absolutely underwhelming. It's uh, it's a good trade. Uh, I I like what they what they were able to. Uh, do with this deal in the first and and two seconds it's spread out uh, a little bit so that helps them out as well they have a ton of seconds they in in the next two drafts so it's an embarrassment of riches uh, on that side of it and just adds to uh, that and what what you draft with those players is going to be the real telling point of course in whether or not you did a good job with this trade but if you want to speed up the process, and that's where we go to yesterday's contract, and we spent uh, the first part of yesterday's show also in Arizona. Mm-hmm. This won't happen every day, ladies and gentlemen, but they've been in the mix uh, with this Jacob Chikrin situation. So we'll go, out, go down the path. Uh, the, the draft lottery is going to be a big needle mover mm-hmm. for Arizona if they strike gold and they hit it with Connor Bedard. They have so many picks. Uh, they have 14 picks this year. They have 10 picks next year. They have 35 picks over the next three years. Mm-hmm. You only get seven to start. Sure. You're granted seven uh, each year, and they have 35 over the next three years. You can start parceling those off if you want to speed up the process. So they're, they're in a really good situation before anything happens. Of They can draft and develop mm-hmm. and take their time with the small building and get their house in order with a brand-new rink. Or if they hit the draft lottery and they want to speed it up, they can package a lot of these picks together and get established players. But they've they've not put themselves into any type of corner. And and we should also mention Shane Gostisbehere went today, mm. uh, another defenseman, and uh, he uh, was uh, acquired for a third-round draft choice. So uh, just in this afternoon, it's a first, two seconds, and a third for the Arizona Coyotes. As a scout, as a manager, uh, if you're if you're of that ilk uh, and you're looking at, uh, at going to a draft and, and creating your own organization, that's a heck of a st- – afternoon for them it's flexibility right and that's really what it comes down to for the Arizona Coyotes there are a lot of different directions that they can go with the draft capital that they have amassed over the last couple of weeks what direction they choose to go really does depend I guess on whether or not they hit the draft lottery but um, they have options and I think that that's probably the most important thing as you kind of look at this objectively Lots of wheeling and dealing happening in the National Hockey League right now. And it, uh, it is taking place uh, both from far, closer, and right in our own backyard. I can have a, tell you about a Vegas Golden Knights deal that has just been announced. The Golden Knights have acquired Teddy Bluger from the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for a third-round pick next year and minor leaguer Peter Delibatore. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Peter Delibatore, a 2024 third round pick in exchange for Teddy Bluger from the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Vegas Golden Knights make their second trade of the week. Yeah, more uh, Teddy Bluger, the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I I was interested to see where Vegas was going to go. I, I, I know that you know a lot of people are looking at it saying, what is Vegas going to do? Uh, to me, it's, it's more depth up front, right? Teddy Bluger, 
uh, should provide more options for Bruce Cassidy and the Vegas Golden Knights. And I think that when you're looking at a long playoff run, you're looking for depth. You're looking for the ability to, to try some different things. And, and I, I do, I, I still don't get the sense, it, 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 just my opinion, I don't get the sense that Kelly McCrimmon's done yet. Why? I, because you want more or you think that there's more to grab or this team needs more? Because I'm, I'm a little concerned right now in terms of goaltending. Okay, so that's, that's where you think that they I, might go. I'm concerned right now in terms of goaltending. And the reason being is, you know, obviously, you, you have that initial timeline on Logan Thompson. You're, you're a couple of weeks removed from that injury and still not on the ice, which, which you know could be part of that original timeline, but we, we don't really know. With Loren Brossois coming in, playing well, and then getting injured again, um, I, I think it leaves you in an interesting position right now if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. So I just don't know what that plan might be or if that plan has moved or changed or anything when it comes to goaltending in the trade deadline. Uh, Bluger is a 28-year-old center iceman, uh, left-handed shot, uh, can can play a little bit of the, the wing. There's no, no issue on, on that side. Not a traditional, like, tried and true, you have to play him down the middle type guy, mm-hmm. which is really important on this team because you do have a lot of guys that can play center. So it, uh, it would it would have shocked me. Had, had Vegas gone out and, and acquired a guy that was only ever comfortable playing down the middle. But uh, but being a left-handed shot, not the, not the biggest guy, not the highest goal scorer, mm-hmm. but, uh, but somebody that can uh, certainly play on the uh, defensive side uh, of the puck. Um, a career high is nine goals. Sure. Uh, scouter, scouting uh, through his, uh, his timeline has, uh, has never reached 30 points, but has been knocking on the door uh, a, a couple of times and has played with, uh, with really – really good players obviously uh when you talk about uh, being a center iceman you're going to play down the lineup sure uh behind the likes of malkin and uh and crosby and and all, all along that line so uh i'm i'm really interested he, he's a he's i would say he's more along the line of barbershop in, in the sense of expectations offensively right? yeah I, I don't want anybody to think he's the he's gonna go in and uh and play the exact same role but offensively you're, you're getting more depth with this player yeah i think you know you you kind of talk about right the the idea of bringing players in that can fill those roles down the lineup and you know as we've talked about where are you going to get maybe some more minutes on the penalty kill where are you going to get uh, more minutes down the lineup that that can contribute and, and win you more shifts and maybe chip in a goal here or there offensively. So, I, again, I, I think that if you're looking at this as, as the Golden Knights are, um, you've got a lot of hockey down the stretch here. You've got, hopefully, a long playoff run in you. There will be times where you're going to have to tweak some things up front in your lineup, and I think adding a versatile player like T- Teddy Bluger that isn't going to score a ton but is going to provide you depth in different situations is a, is a positive. Gives you a little bit uh, more to work with uh, for Bruce Cassidy to work with. Uh, Bruce Cassidy will be very familiar with this player as well, uh, coming from the Eastern Conference. Uh, so there's uh, there's that familiarity with them, and it goes along with uh, the National Hockey League uh, Hockey Operations Department that every team has and all the different views. I'll, I'll be curious to see if Kelly talks about uh, how many times they watched Teddy Bluger, mm-hmm. uh, given that they were all over Ivan Barbershop for, for 45 uh viewing so uh that'll be uh one of the interesting parts about uh what uh, what teddy bluger uh brings to the table but uh this is uh this is just an, another layer to it uh 
is it the overwhelming flashiest player uh, that was available? Mm. No, no. Uh, certainly not. But I, I, I'm not sure that they were ever going to be in the mix for that. Uh, Timo Meyer was linked to, to the Vegas Golden Knights for a little bit, asking price. Um, I'm not sure where that went, uh, given what the New Jersey Devils actually ended up uh, coughing up. But uh, I, I, I like the uh, the activity uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, as far as what they still have, have left to, to do, mm-hmm. um, Maybe, maybe something uh, offensively. Like, you've, you've got your players that I think can slot into penalty-killing roles. Sure. For sure. In, sure. In, in Barbashev down the road, for yep. sure. Yeah. Once he uh, gets a, used to everything around T-Mobile and the Vegas Golden Knights, and Bluger certainly fits that yep. uh, that role as well. Does, so that takes off some minutes off the other guys. Uh, is there more offensively? And you also got to be aware of how many moves are too many tinkering moves. Well, and that's that brings up an entire Toronto Maple Leaf conversation that we'll have at another time. But that and being, New York Rangers too, and, and the New York Rangers for sure. But like, I, I I do wonder as I as I mentioned, I wonder about goaltending, and I wonder if there is a, a scoring winger out there that maybe flies under the radar that you're looking at because you know again with Mark Stone out of the lineup, uh, the expectation you know that I kind of am, am reading about here is that. Mark Stone probably won't be back before the end of the regular season. Um, I just I look at it and I say if there's a way that the Golden Knights can get maybe a little bit more goals up front on the wing, that might be something to look at. So I I just think that as you get closer and closer and you're trying to assess how to best supplement this team, scoring winger and perhaps a goaltender. And, and I wasn't there with a goaltender earlier, but with the 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 new injury to Loren Brossois and 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 really not an updated timeline of sorts on logan thompson maybe we're there uh, well this trade today teddy bluger if you mm-hmm. missed it acquired from the pittsburgh penguins for a third round pick next year and peter dilipatore uh that helps on the defensive side like he, he's not the biggest guy in the world six feet but he's fast mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm drawing upon all my different chances to watch the pittsburgh penguins and uh, teddy bluger wouldn't be one of those guys that you're you're necessarily zeroed in on but but i know that uh, that he can he can take draws he can play uh on the on the wall mm-hmm. and he can kill penalties yeah. uh, i know that for sure and so that gives you a, a little bit of everything and then you let the offensive guys hopefully take take over and do what the offensive guys are, are supposed to take care of so a uh, barbershev and bluger uh not, not as they're not both physical. Barbashev's more physical than than Bluger, certainly, but uh, but both can skate, and and both can kill penalties. Yeah, and with you know with Bluger, I think that you're you're looking at it as a as a defined role, right? You're looking at at a a player that you can put out there in a defensive, responsible role, and and a player that you can rely upon on penalty killing. And for the Golden Knights, a lot of the the work on the penalty kill is is done by. Chandler Stevenson, William Carlson, Riley Smith. The more players you can either utilize in those situations that aren't those guys should give them a little bit more energy, a little bit more juice offensively. That's what you're hoping, right? What you're hoping for. Um, but for the Golden Knights throughout their entire history, their best players offensively have also been their best penalty killers. Uh, maybe it's time to shake that up a little bit, and that's kind of what this speaks to to me. I'm just looking at, uh, at Teddy's career's mm-hmm. stats, and – I think that there's probably a little bit more expected there uh, along the way. It's fair. In being able to find the net a little bit more. Now, remember, 
you're not getting a lot of special teams time in and around that group yeah. with, with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, players certainly come up and, and played up the lineup uh, ahead of him. But when you, when you look at the numbers and the speed and the talent, is there more if you can get like I'm I'm risking saying this mm-hmm. because I I don't want anybody to run with it. Sure. But is it the type of Chandler Stevenson role where Chandler Stevenson was oh, he's definitely older than Chandler, mm-hmm. been in the league longer, more of an opportunity to to show that he is what he is kind of thing become what he is. Uh but is there more to give there with with Teddy Luger? Um, to go from maybe a nine goal guy to a eighteen nineteen goal guy uh, down down the road. So that that's that's sort of what I'm what I'm looking at with Teddy. Yeah, I think you know time will tell once we see him here and and where we see him in the lineup. I I don't know. Um, I think that again, it's it's more along the lines for me of you're you're trying to find diamonds in the rough for sure, but I think you're also trying to address. Um, a need and for again the Golden Knights up front I think that there's maybe more need for a shutdown type player that you can put in different situations that can kill penalties for you and and alleviate some of those heavier harder minutes on your top scoring guys and and if Teddy Bluger can do that if he can step into a role on the penalty kill and do that well and 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 help that team help this team that way then Maybe it's it's one of those situations where you alleviate something else and, and it, it, it kind of sparks a Carlson or a Smith or a Stevenson to find their game a little bit more offensively. And it's uh, a, just sort of a, a low risk as far as going sure. forward yeah. uh, with this player. Like Barbashev. Uh, Barbashev uh, was an unrestricted free agent after this year. Teddy Bluger is done as far as contract responsibility after this year. So you get a chance to see what you want to look at mm-hmm. in pretty key situations and make a judgment on that. But it doesn't put you any type of uh, situation where you have to work things around uh, coming back next year. Just over $2 million on, on the cap hit, uh, but no responsibility moving forward. So uh, it could be rental. Yeah. Uh, Vegas has done that in the past with a Nick Cousins type situation. Sure. Uh, or it could be acquire a player and then make a commitment and, and, and re-sign, which they've also done in the past. Yeah, it's all about seeing where these players fit and how they fit over the last 20 games and, and into the playoffs. And, you know, for the Golden Knights, you've still got some room to, to do some stuff here, too. It, you know, $2.2 million comes onto the books, but you've still got a, about five-ish million dollars to work with if you're Kelly McCrimmon before today, uh, uh, between today and Friday afternoon. We we're going to open the phone lines. We didn't get a chance to do it. Hmm. Uh, so let's do that coming back, okay? okay? People can play off of the, the barbershop and the Bluger conversation. And then in hour number two, Megan Bozak is going to join us uh, from USA Hockey and two-time Olympian. She will stop by, and uh, she's really all in on what the Golden Knights are doing right now. Uh, can offer up a perspective, maybe from 30,000 feet, because she's not uh, here watching it every day, but certainly uh, uh, familiar with everything. And then we've got uh, one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League uh, to come. And we have two sets of tickets to see the Golden Knights take on the Montreal Canadiens today. We'll give away one set this hour, one set in hour number two, but not right now. you got to stay with us on the Golden Knights radio network. It's the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. 
Top spot in the Metropolitan Division, and you got the Pacific leading Vegas Golden Knights uh, Battle of Division leaders on the floor of T-Mobile Arena tonight. We are in Section 114 getting you set for this one at the Fortress Darren Millard along with uh, Ryan Wallace. So we're going to open up the phone lines right now, 702-876-1340. The Vegas Golden Knights making their second trade of the week, uh, just acquiring Teddy Bluger, a forward uh, center iceman uh, from the Pittsburgh Penguins on the heels of the acquisition of Ivan Barbashev earlier uh, this week. So two deals in place for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, so far uh, with the potential more to come by Friday at noon Pacific for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, in the National Hockey League trade deadline. And uh, we are going to have that live stream uh, on Friday hmm. uh, from City National Arena and Studio 31. Uh, looking forward to that one as uh, as the Vegas Golden Knights hit the National Hockey League trade deadline in a wide-open Western Conference right now. Sure is a wide-open Western Conference. I think some teams in the West now making moves. Obviously, the Golden Knights have made some moves. The Edmonton Oilers bring in Matias Ekholm yesterday. Is there more to come there? We'll see. But, you know, right now it's about what are the Golden Knights going to do between now and Friday. Uh, you're starting to see it's really been about depth this uh, this uh, trade deadline season for Kelly McCrimmon. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, first up, Mike, you're on the VGK Insider Show. Good to see you. Well, I see that uh, Teddy Bluger is a member now, and I don't know a thing about him. You'll have to help us on that, and uh, I'm sure you will. Uh, the, the NHL Network, first of all, I'm jealous as heck of you sitting with Eddie Olchek and talking with one of my all-time legends today. Why didn't you say he, hi to him? Mike's referring well, to I, this I morning at City I National did. Arena. Uh, Eddie Olchek was there, uh, so uh, Ashley and I went over and uh, hung out with our, our buddy while we watched the morning skate. Uh, he was, without a doubt, one of my top ten idols. Uh, he was with the Hawks just before Jordan took over. Right. Uh, with the Bulls. You're right. And we watched Old Check until he wasn't there anymore, and then we turned to Jordan, and he gave us lots of fun, too. But anyway, Eddie is a great man, and I'm sure he'll do, as always, a wonderful job tonight on TNT. Uh, the, other, the thing about uh, the trades that have been made, NHL Network made a lot about this t- today, and you guys hit it on uh, yesterday. This is a crazy, insane year. Yeah. And I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if this is a prelude for what is to come. But 27 draft picks from the first three rounds have been traded just since the Horvat trade, not counting anything that happened today. Now, that in the past, that just never even came close to happening. So what's the deal? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I've talked to several people in and around the National Hockey League, from managers to uh, people in hockey operation departments to coaches. And there's no firm opinion on why it's happening right now. There's differing uh, just slants of it. But uh, what everybody comes down to is they didn't see it coming, and they are blown away by what's happening. So it might be just the one-year craziness that we're happening because there's there's so many good teams in one conference, and they're all trying to battle each other. Uh, I think that is is part of it uh, when it comes to what's happening in the Eastern Conference and how deep uh, that conference is. And then you've got the other side where there's no clear number one, which uh, which also changes things. So you've, you've had one side really react 
and go all in. And the other side take more of a wait-and-see standpoint. And they just happen to be on different sides of the National Hockey League Conference divide, which also makes it look more spectacular. Do you think that uh, maybe Kelly McCrimmon set a trend over the years by never trading any current players, always using draft picks, and now people are catching on to that? No, uh, I, I think it's just uh, whatever you're able to make the deal happen. There's there's some managers who like uh, roster stability and, and adding a player instead of taking a player out and creating that kind of uh, 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 turnstile uh, within your organization but I, I think it's it's purely circumstantial on what the other team is, is looking for and a lot of teams to be honest at this time of the year aren't looking for a player going the other way and if you do send a player going the other way it's to balance out contracts because each team's only allowed to have 50 National Hockey League contracts at one particular time so there's uh, something like that or to make the money work uh, okay. which is uh, has been the case in a couple of trades uh, today so uh, I, I don't think it's uh, purely something that uh, that Kelly McCrimmon uh, has has set the trend for, uh, but I will say he's really darn good at it, and I've watched it uh, for a long time going back to the Western Hockey League. He's amazing. Uh, he really, really is. I hope people start to have an appreciation for not giving up any capital to get good players, and hopefully that's the case with Mr. Bolger. You can tell us more about that. One more question. What happens after noon on Friday? What do you have to do to make a trade? Uh, you don't make a trade on Friday until after the season. You can waive players. Uh, you can uh, uh, pick players up in that regard, but they're not eligible to play uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So uh, the, the trade deadline is a hard trade deadline. Uh, I know that some other leagues do have different levels of trade deadlines, uh, but for the National Hockey League, it's one, it's done, and you have to make all your deals uh, by, by Friday at noon Pacific. So anybody that plays after March 3rd has to come from the organization. Right. Mm-hmm. You got it. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a lot of people have asked me that, and I did not realize it was so harsh. No, it's, uh, it's a good question, though, uh, Mike. Uh, sometimes uh, we're, we've been around it so long, we just assume that a lot of these things uh, are like osmosis, where everybody else knows uh, about it. But uh, solid question. Rita had a great one the other day talking about the pinch, and I love, I love being able to uh, dive a little bit deeper into this, uh, this kind of thing and, and make sure everybody's I wonder if you guys it. would entertain one more idea. Right. At the end of the Stephanie's season old, at some though, point. So got to go. Okay, uh, have a super fans roundtable. What do you think of that sometime? Uh, I, I've uh, talked about it with uh, the bosses for a couple of years. Uh, they're uh, really receptive of it. Uh, we ran into COVID, and uh, we're just uh, sort of catching up uh, right now, but I, I, I think it's a good idea. Uh, you're, you're speaking my language right now. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. There's uh, Mike on line number one. Let's go to line three, and Stephanie, hi. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good. So um, I, I'm pretty excited about the two trades that have been announced recently, getting Barbashev and um, Teddy Bluger today. Um, I said back when people were, when everybody was like, oh, what do you want to see at the deadline, that I didn't want to see the Knights go after a big superstar, high top dollar player. I wanted them to supplement what we have. So that feels like what they've done. Um, and I'm excited about that. I don't know a whole lot about either player, so I won't. Expand on that, but I wanted to um, talk about something because you're going to be having her on there uh, today. Um, Megan Bozak ran a camp yesterday, a clinic yesterday for girls in the uh, hockey system here, and my daughter got to participate in it. And it was 
so awesome to get to see all those girls, see someone that's played in the Olympics and is out there working with them and being a great role model for girls in hockey and just really grateful for the organization um, for putting that on and getting her out here and, you know, opening hockey up to girls in the way that they are. Yeah, she is one of the coolest people I've I've met in our sport. Uh, I will tell you that, uh, and, and I hang out with her as much as I can. What's your daughter's name, Stephanie? Natasha. Natasha? Yes. All right. I want to make sure that uh, I say hi to Megan from Natasha. Uh, what um, you, you like the two trades. What, uh, what about the two trades other than not giving up somebody that, uh, that jumps out at you? Um, I, I like that it's, like I said, not a you know, big superstar, big name player. Mm-hmm. I like that there are people who could play up or down the lineup instead of, you know, this is a new roster piece that we have to construct the entire roster around them, right? Like, I, I like that the trades have been for players that are going, the focus is going to be more on integrating them into the current roster instead of rearranging the roster around them, if that makes sense. Well said. Uh, love it. Uh, thanks, Stephanie. And we look forward to uh, saying hello to Megan from Natasha in just a little bit. Uh, go to line number two. Let's bring in Charlie on the VGK Insider Show. Isn't there a period of time where uh, you can have, expand your roster beyond 23 players? Is that in the playoffs or is playoffs. that coming up uh, in April? Playoffs. Playoffs, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you can uh, you can expand your, your roster to whatever you need that to be. Um, going forward in the Stanley Cup. That's why teams uh, usually have what they call the black aces, yeah. uh, where you're, you're, you're extras. And it's almost like uh, half a roster on that, where you'll have uh, one or two goaltenders and upwards of 10 players uh, that, that are normally from your minor league uh, team, your American Hockey League team, and they travel with the club uh, at all times. Uh, they, they dress in a different area. Uh, they, they, there's not a lot of interaction with the main group, but they're there in case they need to be uh, need to be called up. So that that does happen. Okay, another question is: Let's say hypothetically, all three goalies were healthy. If we tried to send Brassois down, since he's already cleared waivers once, can he still be picked? Do we have to put on waivers again if we send him down to Henderson. He would have to clear waivers uh, again, uh, but uh, once you clear, you're good for 30 days. Uh, you can come up and down as many times as you want uh, for 30 days and don't have to worry about that process. But it's been longer than that s- since he first cleared waivers, so uh, he would be he would be exposed. And the other thing is, uh, with Pacioretty Trey, we got future considerations, and I've seen that in a couple deals this week. What actually uh, defines future considerations? That's something that's worked out between the two hockey clubs. It's predetermined. Uh, there's a, a little bit of leeway uh, window on that, uh, depending on usually, uh, like it's like a conditional or, or, or the, the other word is, is future considerations. Uh, usually revolves around how many games the said player plays or if the said player resigns or something along that line. Uh, it's, it's worked out. But uh, uh, it's, it's undetermined, and it's, uh, when, when you say futures, it's a little right. broader than something like a conditional first-round pick that is top five protected. That's pretty clear. Uh, Futures right. has, a, has a little more broader window. Okay, well, thank you so much. been very informative. Charlie, you call any time, buddy. Plus, you got the best voice in the show, man. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's deep baritone. Charlie on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, I, 
the more I dive into this trade, the more I like what they've done and not being a team that's subtracted from their their roster. There's players that have done a really good job this year uh, and players that have got a good look, mm-hmm. uh, players that have been up and down the roster, but you're still looking for uh, the tried-and-true locked-in lines mm-hmm. coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, and they've been more consistent lately than obviously going into it. Uh, being able to bring in a couple players without moving off what you know works and, and doesn't work is is really uh, an advantage to, to Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, it gives you more options. And I think that, you know, again, that's one of, one of the things we were talking about with the Golden Knights this year is with a new coach and Bruce Cassidy and, and trying to figure out how to best maximize a roster with uh, with some players out of the lineup, Nick Waugh out of the lineup, uh, Mark Stone out of the lineup. You, you want to try to add and and add by adding, not add by subtracting. And, um, you know, for the Golden Knights and Kelly McCrimmon, he's brought in two NHL-ready, NHL-caliber players that bring different things to the table. And now it's going to be up to Bruce Cassidy to try to find the winning combination. So I'll just throw something at you. What if you like Brad Howden more as a winger? than a yeah. center. Yeah, sure. We know him as more of a center, traditionally, coming up. Right. But uh, what if what if they watched him uh, since he's been back and they really like him on the wing? Well, Teddy Bluger can now <laughs> play that center ice position. That, that's something that uh, that gives you a little bit of options. Back to the phone line. Steven, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Hey, Ryan. Uh, how you guys doing? Good. What's Good. up? Hey there. So I got two things I want to talk about. I was just bringing some instant reaction on this uh, Teddy Bluger trade. Um, England fans don't seem very happy about this trade. They uh, they seem to really like Teddy, and looking at some of his play, it looks like he is a defensive wizard yeah. and outstanding on the special team. So I'm pretty excited to see him in that role. And the other thing I want to talk about is um, I was reading something earlier. Uh, Frank Saravelli tweeted out something earlier today about the Knights in the Blue Jackets possibly seeing a deal for Jonathan Quick. I'm not sure if I can talk about that, but is that something that you guys could foresee happening? Uh, that is definitely something that has been floating around the Twitter sphere uh, mm-hmm. over the last uh, number of hours since the surprising trade was made to send Jonathan Quick to Columbus. Uh, he flew home, actually, with Los Angeles yep. last night, yep. uh, which, mm-hmm. uh, which is convenient for him. But also probably a little bit awkward for him. Uh, he's he's not excited. Yeah. I don't think he's got any, any any interest at all in going to Columbus, even for a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, if even if nothing happens with Jonathan Quick, I'm I'll be mildly surprised if he plays for them. Yeah. and they don't just work out some kind of uh, agreement that uh, that he uh, doesn't play for them and he he ends up on some will not play list. But uh, but it's something that's definitely made its rounds. So there's not a lot of teams that have been looking or have required necessarily uh, some stability or an upgrade or some backfilling in goal. Mm -hmm. Vegas is one of those teams that's run into injuries in the last uh, couple of weeks. So uh, it's it's a logical link to make when you see something like that go down. I would personally love it because uh, I feel like, yeah, to your point, I think the Kings kind of, um, I hate to put it this way, but they kind of did Jonathan Quick dirty there. And if the Knights happened to make that trade, Oh, the Rays would be so juicy in any game versus L.A., especially in the playoffs. I think you put Quick in there and just let him have fun. I think that would be amazing. So um, I, I'm going to reserve judgment to see where Jonathan Quick is until after the, uh, the, the trade deadline. Um, if there is a player in the world that I think would find motivation and another gear and another level 
to perform significantly better than he's performed so far this season. Uh, by virtue of being traded the way that he was from Los Angeles, I, I would say it's Jonathan Quick. So uh, we'll see where the chips fall after Friday. Oh, I can't oh. wait. Thank you, guys. Thank you, call. Have fun tonight. Awesome call. Thank you. Appreciate it, Stephen, uh, on the VGK Insider Show, getting some reaction and some uh, commentary from you, the listener, about the second trade in the last few days for the Vegas Golden Knights as they acquire Teddy Bluger from the Pittsburgh Penguins, very popular player in Pittsburgh. Uh, you heard that from uh, from Stephen and uh, uh, what, uh, what has happened there. Not the highest score, not the highest point producer, but uh, a serviceable guy who's found a role down in that forward group uh, with a front-loaded uh, lineup with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, has had some offensive challenges this year. Is that going to change? Contract is up this year. Obviously getting some assets uh, for a team. It's wild, though. Uh, Pittsburgh and Washington mm-hmm. have both traded assets mm-hmm. at the trade deadline with expiring contracts. They're teams that are very used to the other side of picking up those players, but being on the fringe and not knowing your future and approaching the end of respective windows mm-hmm. down down the, the, the road here with Ovi and Sid, uh, it's, it's wild that it's almost happening at the exact same time for the two organizations. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see, like, if there's anything that, that happens for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, certainly moving off some salary cap space can open up some potential to bring in another player um i i don't know if that's the direction that uh that ron hextall is going to go but you know for the penguins and for frankly the the washington capitals i think the writing's kind of been on the wall the 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 moment you're you're looking like that window's closed you're going to miss i think you got to lean into that as much as you can try to offload some assets to bring up some more draft capital and then from there you you kind of you either retool or reset to because you've only got a couple more years out of Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, and Evgeny Malkin to, to work on. More on the acquisition of Teddy Bluger from the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Golden Knights evening versus the Carolina Hurricanes. It's all coming up. And a whole slew of trades that have taken place today. A couple of days before the National Hockey League trade deadline, we're working towards it. We'll bring you up to date in one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. We just, quite frankly, don't have a lot of time to get into something deep right now. But Megan Bozak's just getting her headset on. She is going to join us in hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. Talk about the deal that just went down between Vegas and Pittsburgh as Teddy Bluger is now part of the Golden Knights organization. And then there's one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League with trade after trade after trade after trade after trade, including the big one involving Jacob Chikrin going from Arizona to Ottawa. He got his trade. I'm not sure that's really how he thought it was going to end up, though. Oh, come on. Ottawa will be good eventually. Well, the, their back end is spectacular <laughs> right now. That's what I'm saying. Uh, they, there's, there's a lot of pieces there. Next couple of years, yeah, they should be going in the right direction in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But I think he was thinking some more immediate Stanley Cup playoff action. Listen, it's not Arizona, so. No, it's uh, it's not. And we love the canal. Only only froze for like a couple of days this year, the Ottawa Canal, the Rideau Canal. Uh, that's all coming up. Hour number two on Fox Sports Las
Vegas as we also talk about the Carolina Hurricanes visit to T-Mobile Arena to take on the Golden Knights on Fox Sports Las Vegas.